In just a few moments, we'll be connecting with our good friend Mario Canseco uh, from the Research Co. Polling Company, talking about the low voter turnout in BC's most recent municipal elections that was held uh, just over this past weekend. Uh, earlier today on CKNW, Bruce Claggett, who was filling in for Mike Smith, spoke with Duff Conacher, the founder of Democracy Watch, on why we saw such historically low turnout for voters this past election. Take a listen here. What's uh, happening is that people have seen decades of politicians making false promises to them or being dishonest, misleading them while in office, being unethical, secretive, wasteful with their hard-earned money, and overall not making representative decisions, a lot of times making deals behind closed doors with big businesses that are not in the public interest. And when you watch that for decades and tell your kids about all these things you've witnessed, they're they're raised not expecting much from candidates and uh, not really seeing a reason to vote because a vote is a reference letter to someone who's seeking a job. And why would you give a reference letter to someone who you think is lying to you or is uh, going to cheat you in some way? All right. So skepticism, it's a classic reason why people don't like to vote. But did that really play such a significant role in the most recent municipal elections? Joining us now to talk more on this is Mario Canseco, the president of the Research Coat polling company. Good afternoon, Mario. Good afternoon, John. Great to be here with you. Yeah, glad to have you here, sir. Now, as we take a look and try to explain the narratives, if you will, taking a listen to what Duff just had to say uh, earlier today with Bruce Claggett, uh, do you buy into that, Mario? Does that explain it for you? Is that the one tidy reason why we didn't see so many voters out over the weekend? Well, I think uh, usually we assume that a change election is going to have a significantly large voter turnout. And what we've seen over the past few electoral cycles municipally, particularly in the big cities, is uh, an obsession with getting the vote out, with Mm. knowing uh, who your voters are, establishing that level of report, knowing that uh, roughly a third of people are going to show up and cast a ballot. And I think this is why many campaigns just play it safe. You know, we're going to keep things as we are. As, as we have them, if you're the incumbent or we're going to do changes that are hmm. certainly not particularly dramatic, you know, there is no big campaign promise. And, and I think that is one of the reasons for the numbers to be where they are. Aside from the complexity of being handed a ballot with more than 100 names in the case of Vancouver, almost 70 names in the case of Surrey, learning about specific jurisdictions and bodies that you're electing, it can be very daunting. And I think this is the reason why turnout is significantly higher provincially and federally than than it is municipally. Well, interesting, because you mentioned the provincial and federal turnouts, but yet I feel like, Mario, perhaps election fatigue also plays a general role in this as well. Canadians, especially British Columbians, uh, since uh, early 2020, we've had, what, like three major elections, maybe four now, (laughs) and it just feels like, my goodness, when will it end? And Mario, like, you go on social media, you go on Twitter or Instagram, everyone likes to share the little sticker, right? Like, I voted, I want you to go and do it as well. Like, social media is supposed to make voting cool and hip and popular, but we're not seeing that with the numbers that we're seeing over the past couple of elections. We certainly are not. You know, we've had an opportunity to vote every year. 2018 municipal, only 42%. 2019 federal, 76 So that sounds a lot better. Mm-hmm. 2020 provincial, uh, at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, 55% of people cast mm-hmm. a ballot. Then we had similar numbers, 2021 for the federal election, 75%, and now 37 uh, Significantly low, partly because of 
the difficulties in the system, but also the complexities of how the campaign works. You know, it, and I'm not suggesting that we should amalgamate, but in a place like Toronto, where mm-hmm. you amalgamate, it's a lot easier for the media to cover things. You know, if we start talking right now about the township of Langley, somebody who lives in Port Moody is going to say, well, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to run campaigns and to engage uh, voters when you have a larger municipality where everybody is going to be engaged in things uh, than having dif- 21 different municipalities like we do here in Metro Vancouver. Uh, we're in conversation with Mario Canseco, the president of the Research Co. polling company. Mario, like, do we treat this as a weird trend that, uh, you know, you, you take it with a bit of a grain of salt because I wonder, like, the BC NDP, obviously right now they're dealing with leadership issues. They're trying to make David Eby the leader as soon as possible. And assuming that does take place, you would imagine the BC NDP would like to call a provincial election soon. Kevin Falcon is in position. He's ready to go at any time. And yet, based on what we just saw over this past weekend, if a provincial election is to happen within the next like you know year and a half, uh, what do you think that's going to do? Like, Could we see weird, unexpected things when voters eventually decide to show up at the polls? Well, I think there's a couple of factors at play that are quite crucial. One of them is the uh, heightened level of concern about healthcare. Uh, we didn't have healthcare as the number one issue for almost 25% of residents at any point in the past 20 years. It's always been economy and jobs, uh, then the environment, and over the past five, six years, it's been housing more than anything. And now you have the over 55 voter particularly preoccupied with healthcare. So if the BC Liberals connect on the healthcare file, uh, I think they have a shot at winning the next mm-hmm. election. And it's something that the BC NDP needs to be careful about. We just saw what happened with candidates who com- who devoted their entire platform to housing. Uh, they didn't do very well. I mm-hmm. think people understand that this is an issue that is quite complex to, to be solved fairly quickly. So it's a delicate balance. How do you connect on housing with the younger population who thinks this is your jurisdiction? And how do you make sure that healthcare is there for the over 55s who are now starting to worry about it? Uh, it's definitely problematic. And, and in a way, I think David Eby, even when he comes in and becomes the, next, the, the head of a, a government, mm-hmm. um, has a larger runway. You know, it's not a situation where he needs to call the election uh, in the same fashion as Danielle Smith next door. That has to happen in the next six months. Right. David Eby has a little more time to essentially plan uh, to be in winning conditions if he has to call the next election. Is uh, Canada approaching the education of, ele- uh, of voting? Are, are we doing it the right way? Like, I-, I wonder how they do it in Europe as opposed to the way we do it in North America because it feels like young people just don't know enough about why their vote really matters, especially at the municipal level. It feels like we have it backwards. The federal election is the most popular election, and yet a lot of the times those policies won't directly impact your day-to-day, whereas the municipal election is the least popular and it's the most impactful for your day-to-day. Why do you think we have this big ignorance to the way things actually work? Well, you're absolutely right. It's It has to do a lot with ignorance. I think part of it starts at the home. If you are surrounded by people who are always saying that politicians are crooks and nothing will ever get done, <laughs> you'll grow up with a cynical view of politics and you won't cast a ballot. The other issue that is interesting is the way in which people become engaged. And there are certain ways in which we could try to do something like this. Uh, Mandatory voting, which is done in Australia, for instance. Mm. Uh, People are worried that that is going to lead to all sorts of crazy parties. But we haven't seen any uh, crazy party forming the government in Australia. I think people understand after 10, 20 years that this is something that they have to do. And it's part of their civic duty. Whereas here, people just sort of don't care because it's too complicated. Maybe you're somebody who's just turned 19 or 20. It's your first opportunity to vote in a Mm. municipal election. 
trying to learn about the school board and how many council votes you have and, that, and essentially trying to navigate your way with so much information is a problem. Uh, part of the issue for me is how easy it is to run in these elections. All you need is 25 signatures and $100. This is one of the reasons why we have so many names that aren't really going to win the election, but that you still need to read because maybe they're saying something that is interesting. It's a very good point. Uh, the city of Vancouver's mayoral election, I think, had, what was it, over 200 candidates? Maybe, maybe I'm making that number up, but certainly a lot, and really only like a handful serious candidates. So maybe like increasing the, the qualification limit is, uh, is a smart way to go about it. But how we're going to figure out the low voter turnout, Mario, if you and I, if we had the answer right now, we would be millionaires. But unfortunately, not yet the case. But Mario, thank you so much for giving us some time here today. My pleasure, John. Anytime.